0: Hey, good morning to you. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for joining us today on Tetelestai. We've been talking about how to resist temptation over the last week, and today we're going to conclude the message. Um, And there's a lot of questions we need to ask ourselves when we're facing temptation, things we need to recognize. Jesus has set a pattern for us on how to resist temptation and overcome it. The Apostle Paul as well, has told us some things we can do. And we know, as we began talking about yesterday, one of our responses to temptation is to resist it. It is to resist it. Say no to it. But then there are other temptations that not only do we need to resist them, but we need to run from them. Flee youthful lust. Flee these temptations, the Apostle Paul told Timothy. Timothy. Sometimes you just have to run and run as fast as you can to get yourself out of a situation or circumstance that could be detrimental to you spiritually. Well, let's continue talking about this running away from temptation as we conclude this message today on how to resist temptation. There are some situations you just need to run away from. Get out now don't stand here and when i talk about that that doesn't always mean that you're dealing with another individual it may mean you know simply as something an opportunity in front of you that you're aware of that you or is coming your way an opportunity that you know probably not god's best for you and rather than put yourself in that place don't go there run away from it get out of there get out walk away Turn around, get out of the situation, run. This is like Joseph when he was faced with Potiphar's wife. She wanted him to sleep with her and commit adultery with her. He wanted her, she wanted him to do that. And his attitude was, I cannot sin against God. Life, my love for him, the freedom that I have in my God and my relationship with him, I'm not going to compromise those things. And he ran. He ran. He wasn't even going to, he wasn't going to sit there and debate about, well, should I, you know, we just sit down, a little conversation, a little, you know, a little glass of wine together, and it'll be all innocent and so forth, and I, I won't do anything, I, you know, but but I'll, you know, sort of give in a little bit to it, and, and then before long, you, you would know that things just begin to snowball, and he's in a bad place that he can't run from now. The moment temptation faces us, we either resist it, say no to it, turn around, or we run from it and get ourselves out of the way. Those are our simple choices. Jesus shares his victory with us. Jesus won here in the desert, didn't he? He won. He won as you, as me, representing us. It was as if you and I were standing there facing the same temptations that he was. And he did it for us. And guess what? As we come to him and we have believed in him, We enter into the experience of that victory. And he says, you know what? Here's my victory. It's yours. I'm going to share that with you. It's as if you did it. You have the ability now in me, by my spirit living in you, to do these same things when the enemy comes to you. Say no. Resist. Run. Always know that when sin faces you in any way, shape, or form, it is never going to lead you to greater life. The wages of sin is always... Death, not life. It is not going to lead you to love God more. It's not going to lead you to experience his love more in your life. It is going to lead you into condemnation, shame, guilt. And it is certainly not going to allow you freedom. It wants to enslave you. It wants to put you in the bondage. And remember, here's what Paul said in Romans 6. He said, if we yield our members... If we give them over to sin, to that evil inclination, if I give my hands over to it, my eyes over to it, my brain over to it, my ears over to it, if I yield my members as instruments of unrighteousness, if I say, here, here's sin, yeah, I'll say that, yeah, I'll do that, I'll go there. He says, you will become a slave to those things. You will be in bondage to them. And that is not God's best for you. Jesus is a great bondage breaker. And he can break us out of any bondage we find ourselves in. He will do that. But rather than get into that place, at the beginning, the old saying is just say no. Just say no. And resist or run. He represented us. He shares his victory with us. Lord, as we face life each every day, We pray for your grace and your wisdom to understand when we face temptations, trials, and testings. Help us to remember the importance of life, and love, and liberty in you. And I pray that you will help us to not allow ourselves to be enslaved to and given over to sin in any way. Lord, help us to live in the freedom we have in you. Help us to radiate the love that you have for us through our lives. Other things that we do and say that reflect you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. This morning, as as Kenny's going to come, I was reading Luke 7 about Jesus going into Simon the Pharisee's home and how the woman came in and his washing his feet with tears and she was bathing his feet and kissing the feet of jesus something i'd never really realized before simon's sitting there saying if this guy was a prophet he'd know who this lady is she was a whore everybody knows who she is but she's sitting there bathing the feet of jesus with sobbing crying at his feet kissing his feet now listen you don't kiss somebody's feet you don't bathe them in a in, in place of worship unless it's from a place of gratitude. She wasn't trying to earn anything, and it was interesting. I'd never noticed this before. Jesus said, Simon, I've got a question to ask you. And he told him, he said, here's two men. One owed the creditor 50 denarii. The other one owed him 500. And the creditor forgave both of them their debt. Which one do you think is going to be the more thankful? And Simon said, well, obvious, the guy that owed 500. He said, you've spoken well. And he went on to say, this woman, and he says, I came into your house, you didn't give me any water for my feet, you didn't didn't kiss me, you didn't do any of those things. She's not ceased to do this. Because her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. Past tense. She didn't come there to get forgiveness. She had already been forgiven. And she was expressing her gratitude for her forgiveness in what she was doing. That had burden had been lifted. And then Jesus says, woman, go in peace. Go into my shalom. Your sins are forgiven. They are. They're gone. They're done away with. She didn't ask for it. She didn't do anything. Same thing faces us with temptation and all of these things. Our lives being lived from a place of gratitude like that, when we realize what we have been forgiven, huh? We're not going to want to do anything that's going to be grievous to our Lord. We're going to want to flee from those things and run from them. But it's realizing the debt that we have been forgiven of and how great that debt was. And it's gone now. It doesn't exist anymore. That'll help us face the trials and testings that come our way. It will help us face when we realize how great a debt we have been forgiven of. It's a reason to celebrate life every day the forgiveness of our sins well there will be no podcast tomorrow so an early shabbat shalom lord willing we will be back with you again on monday may the grace joy peace love and truth of god fill your life to overflowing today and all the days ahead be blessed